Hey, Survivor. Welcome to episode 53 of the Vibrant Survivor podcast. This week, I am celebrating 26 years of marriage with my husband. Aww. However, our journey to the altar was not easy. We were accused, attacked, which could have set us back, but in the end, we triumphed over toxicity. Thank you very much. So if you're ready to stick and move during special occasion narcissistic abuse, grab a notebook and pen and let's dig in. Hey, Survivor. Welcome to the Vibrant Survivor podcast. Do you want to disconnect from a narcissistic or toxic situation and heal? Are you Googling how to identify a narcissist, narcissistic abuse, and boundaries? Are you feeling stressed and lonely while trying to avoid being sucked back in and lied to again? Hey, I'm Leslie. As a busy wife and mom, I fell for the lies and manipulations of narcissists. I wasted my time, talents, and money on users who kept moving the goalposts. I wanted real relationships and business opportunities and to enjoy life with my family. Instead, I struggled with anxiety, panic attacks, and insomnia, and I couldn't trust my body or anybody until I took a holistic approach to healing. In this podcast, you'll find tips for healthy living, trauma healing, and boundaries so that you'll have the freedom, confidence, and inner peace to respond, not react, after narcissistic abuse. Take a deep breath in, let it out slowly, and just relax this time's for you. Hey, Survivor, do you want to heal after narcissistic abuse? Come and join me in a closure coaching session. This is a one-hour, one-on-one coaching call that's going to help you disconnect from dysfunction, create your own closure, and begin a long-lasting journey of healing, step-by-step. Head right now to ClosureCoachingSession.com. On December 6, 1997, I married my best friend, now husband, in a simple but big, elegant ceremony surrounded by family and friends. So essentially, I've been married for half of my life. Can you stand it? 26 years later, I'll never forget the many ways that my dad almost ruined it for us. He brought out the slop bucket, started a smear campaign, threatened to leave town and not walk me down the aisle, and take my brother with him, who was a groomsman. He got other family members to buy into his emotionally charged behavior and had me stressed out and scrambling to get ready for one of the biggest moments of my life. He was also a boxing fan, and in boxing, stick and move is when the boxer plants their foot, delivers a blow, then moves quickly to avoid their opponent. This can be applied figuratively in narcissistic relationships. So here are four ways to navigate narcissistic attempts to sabotage your special events. Number one, see past and sidestep the slot bucket or smear campaign with humility. Narcissists will dredge up the past to blame you, shame you, steal your joy, and not only that, but suck you into their misery. So if you can own the small percentage that's true in what they're saying, then it can help to diffuse arguing back and forth because narcissists love control and a fight. And they also don't like to take responsibility for their behavior. How does this play out? So for me, my dad had us all holed up in a hotel room for hours while he 
came at me with all of these things from the past and aired out all these issues and just unleashed all this anger and bitterness and hysteria and emotion onto me when I was supposed to be picking my mom up to go to lunch and to get bridesmaids gifts and get ready for my rehearsal dinner. So I literally lost hours of time because he decided to just dredge up all this stuff from the past and just come at me. At the time, I was I didn't know who and what I was dealing with. And so I got swept up in the emotion at times. And I cried or got defensive or argued or, in, you know, engaged in that way emotionally, without realizing what I needed to do to just diffuse everything so that I could get on with my plans for the day with my mom. At one point, I at least had the self awareness and a moment to take a breath and a thought to try to figure out, okay, what can I own right now that would help this to kind of diffuse a bit so that I can get a breather here and we can maybe get a chance of getting out of here. So to address his concerns about me not being there for my brother, that was one of the things he brought up. I said, you know what? Told my brother, hey, I'm so sorry if you felt like I wasn't there for you or if I abandoned you or hurt your feelings. My dad brought up something that I did for a school project as a kid that he was embarrassed by. And not only was he embarrassed by it, but he got mocked by another family member who I believe was also narcissistic, who kind of made fun of him because of what I what I wrote for my project. And at the end of the day, I was writing the truth, but it didn't sit well with him because, as you know, narcissists are very image driven and it really didn't wasn't a good look. Let's just say that. And at the time I got in trouble for it and got yelled at and all this other stuff, but he decided to bring this up again years later. So for me, hey, sorry if I embarrassed you. Um my parents, I think also my dad in particular, I think was feeling some things about maybe not being more involved in the engagement and the preparations and plans for the wedding because I got married in a different city other than my hometown where they live. And so I could have said something, I didn't do this at the time, but maybe could have said something like, hey, I'm so sorry that I didn't involve you more or that maybe I didn't communicate with you as much. That wasn't my intention. Things were really hectic. This was overwhelming for me. I had a short timetable to operate within. Whatever you do, keep it short and sweet. Number two, call for backup. This is an opportunity to get a trusted family member or friend or other associate to help you to manage the narcissist, kind of a handler of, of sorts, if you will. This can help to create space for you to enjoy your event. And it can also help to diffuse the drama that the narcissist tries to create. So if you are at a graduation, for example, and there's an after set or some kind of gathering, and the narcissistic or toxic ex in your life is going to be there and they're prancing around being social and trying to act like they were a better parent than maybe they were, then you might be able to get a trusted friend or family member, maybe a male, for example, if you're a woman, get 
a male friend or family member to occupy the narcissist, to listen to them, gloat, brag, air out whatever they need to air out, dump their emotional garbage onto during the event, and maybe even flood them with praise or compliments to make them feel better in the moment, but to keep them occupied so that they don't interfere with your ability to enjoy the event. And you can apply this to any relationship or individual. For example, our wedding coordinators, they were put in charge of keeping my dad occupied and also making sure that my family members were doing okay and feeling comfortable and feeling good and enjoying themselves so that I could savor my moment without chaos, drama, smear campaign, you know, defensiveness, having to defend my husband or my choice (laughs) of a husband, even having someone who specifically, not just anybody, but someone who has a calm brain and body to be able to handle the narcissist. Because just like in boxing, you have to be grounded in some kind of way, right? Like the boxer has their foot planted to deliver the blow. You're going to want to have somebody who can be grounded, who can be in their body, be present, be in the moment, focus, engage, And you may also want to have a plan B for the narcissist participation. For example, when my dad threatened not to walk me down the aisle during this rant that he went on in the hotel room for hours and hours, one thing that I realized later that I could have done was have a B plan. Like, okay, if he's going to be this way and potentially bail out and take my brother, then there needs to be a plan in place in order to account for having one less groomsman, we had like eight of them, or nine of them. And my brother leaving would have made it eight. And if my dad didn't walk me down the aisle, okay, who else can we get? Should my mom walk me down the aisle? Should another uh, male figure uh, do it? Just having that B plan can help too, for the narcissist participation or lack thereof. Number three, Handle passive threats with tact. Don't exchange threats with the narcissist. Narcissists will often threaten their targets to compensate for their feelings of worthlessness or a loss of control or lack of influence or them feeling threatened themselves, whether it's real or perceived. If you stoop to their level and get into an exchange of threats with them, it really devalues your special event. And you don't want that. And here's the other thing. Narcissists like to play both sides. They love to play both the victim and the aggressor. And that can make it super frustrating. And if you don't have a calm brain and body to be able to brace yourself for that and to be able to handle that, then you can easily get sucked into all of this chaos, drama, and emotional swirl that you don't want to be involved in that's going to take away from your moment. It's better to acknowledge the threat, remind the narcissist of where they are and who they're talking to, and to maybe even slip in a subtle warning. For example, my dad got other family members all hyped up about his feelings and opinions about my husband 
and really which were just completely off the mark, so much so that a family member stood during the rehearsal dinner and told my husband that he was going to be watched from a distance. And my husband handled it so well. He acknowledged what was said, and he encouraged the family to watch. And I think even being able to slide in a subtle warning would have been great too. Like, you know what, this is a joyous occasion. And we're here to celebrate. And if you're not able to do that for whatever reason, then this may not be the venue or the occasion for you. Either way, he handled it super tactfully and we more than dispelled any opinions or judgments 26 years later. And I think another great idea would be to maybe give a heads up in advance to event organizers. So like if you have a wedding coordinator or if there's someone organizing the graduation party or the holiday party and there is someone or a situation that you need to avoid or keep a distance from, have some space there for your own health and well-being, sanity, then it may not be a bad idea if possible. Just like in school, they have you fill out a form for people who you do not want to pick your kids up from school. So you might want to give the event organizer a heads up about a situation that you want to avoid so that they can keep an eye out And that helps them, too, to be able to keep their event running smoothly and to avoid any potential drama or chaos as well. Number four, set boundaries. You may want to put a timestamp or some kind of limit or indicator in place to signal your need for action. For example, narcissists hate and have no boundaries. You need to protect yourself and preserve your experience of whatever special occasion you're attending or involved in. So you may want to let the narcissistic or toxic individual in your life know, hey, I've got X number of minutes to discuss this with you and then I have to get ready or then I have to go or then I have to go set this up or then I have to go be over here. Or, for example, if the narcissist starts engaging in some kind of toxic behavior that you know is going to go sideways and south, for example, if they start drinking and you know that they have a problem controlling themselves or behaving themselves when they drink, or if they start harassing, then you can take note to disconnect, depart the venue altogether, and then document if it's appropriate for future reference or if you need to file a report. Let's recap four ways to navigate narcissistic sabotage attempts when it comes to your special event. Number one, see past and sidestep the slop bucket or smear campaign. Number two, call for backup. Number three, handle threats with tact. And number four, set your boundaries. Remember, when it comes to navigating narcissistic relationships during special occasions, stick and move so they can't get to you. If this podcast has helped you understand who and what you're dealing with, sharpen your discernment, and move forward on your healing journey, share it with another survivor. Help me help others by leaving a review for the show. 
and let's connect on social. Take a screenshot, share it in your IG stories, find and tag me at The Vibrant Survivor, and I'll share your post too. I look forward to connecting with you on IG and seeing you back here. You're not alone and you're not crazy. Know who you're dealing with, know who you are. Take care and I'll meet you back here next week. Bye-bye.